Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome inside Garage Door Sports. Your no-holds-barred weekly discussion on everything in the sporting world. For all your news on hockey, baseball, basketball, football, soccer, and more, you've come to the right place. And now, it's time for your hosts, Nick McVicker, Kyle Vardy, and Irfan Manji. Episode number 17 of the podcast is here. We're here. We're excited, as always, to be talking sports. Can never complain about that on a Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, every day of the week. Nick McVicker joined in studio by Kyle Vardy. Welcome back, dude. We missed you. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's uh, been good to be back. How many episodes now has it been? Four? Uh, Three? Uh, probably something like that. Yeah. Jeez. Well, we're happy to have you back. It's a busy summer. Busy summer. It's been a busy summer for all of us. Lots, lots going on uh, in every aspect of our lives so we gotta yep. balance off the show as much as we can that's, th- that's what's nice about having three hosts exactly we can balance had luke in last week to talk some soccer which was good very nice gotta get your opinion yep you're a chelsea fan we were all man U fans what I do you am. expect from the epl season this year man i'm not expecting a whole lot from chelsea it's kind of like an off year right now I'm trying to play all the young players and that kind of stuff they're uh definitely trying to do that um i was gonna say man you look good but then Obviously, today that didn't show up too well. No, um, no, they did not. I, again, I, th- I think it's Man City's. Realistically, okay. I think. Um, I just think they have such a strong team. I think it's gonna be them and Liverpool battling again. Obviously, yep. But um, I, I, I like Man City's team for sure compared to Liverpool. Yeah, in my fair. opinion. Oh, that's fair. I think it's Luke and Irfan both agree with you. Yeah. I was the only one who said I think Liverpool might just squeak it out. Right. Because I think all Pep wants this year is Champions League, and that's all he's going to focus on, really. Right. Once that starts up, the league will be an afterthought almost to him, I think. Even though they have a strong enough squad, and you hear the comments about Man City's B team being able to compete for the top six. Yeah. I just I think Liverpool will care more about the league. Yeah, I, I I would say they probably would, but I still think Man City's even if Pep wants to focus on Champions League, I still think his team has the potential to actually oh, win for sure. everything. All no, no, no. I, I believe it. No. I just have a feeling that Liverpool win the league this year and City win Champions League. Okay, right. Do a flip from last year. Right. Either way, they're going to be one, two, far and away better than everybody else. Oh, I I think yeah, I think it's a three Tottenham, four's Arsenal, and then five and six is going to be Chelsea United. Whoever decides to stop shit in the bed. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever actually wants to show up every week. Really Chelsea won today, three two. Yeah, yeah. It was a back and forth game, which probably shouldn't have been. But Timu Puki got another goal. That guy yeah. is lighting it up. Mm-hmm. He's one to watch. Fans out there of the EPL, keep an eye on Timu Puki. Five goals, three games. Yeah, that's nuts. That's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, Raheem Sterling's at four goals and two. So, yeah, true. So it's. But whatever, it is what it is. Liverpool Arsenal are playing right now. Liverpool is up one nil at halftime. If you're listening to us live, which you're not, but during the recording, it's halftime. Yeah, right? it's halftime. Um, I want to say there's a lot going on in the sporting world, but it's the middle of the summer, so there really isn't. Other than EPL starting up and preseason for football, the only real thing going on is baseball. 
And as yep. a Toronto fan, mm-hmm. it has been a rough summer. Yeah, that's to say the least, yeah. Up until recently. But actually. there's bright spots. There's definitely bright spots. For sure. For sure. Um, obviously, big at the beginning of the year, uh, Vladdy Guerrero starting technically starting in the minors but pretty much starting yeah. with the league he had he had his injury he, he was he was hurt That's he had his wrong. rehab in yeah. the minors first so his first games weren't in the league but he's stepped up and he's played very very well this year yep um and then Biggio followed him up yep and then Guriel Jr. got sent down and then called back up and since then he's been fantastic yeah unfortunately he's injured which sucks but but um he's definitely been a bright spot since his return for sure right um Grichuk's average might not be there, but he's a great piece to have in the outfield, I think. Yep, with power bat, yeah. Um, you can see Teoscar has these flashes of brilliance. He um, has his moments for he's sure. He's there for sure. He's yeah. not He's not right at the top, but he's there. Um, Telez has shown some spots. Mm-hmm. Uh, surprisingly, not just Danny Jansen, but Jansen and McGuire have shown that they could be a very good one-two punch as catchers defensively with a little bit of Ability at the plate, I'll say. I, I think I think the problem was they they threw Jansen in the deep end and had nobody there to like protect him or take him. Yeah, give for him a couple sure. Days no, off. no, no, for sure. I understand so, that. But and I think that's where McGuire fits in perfectly. Is exactly. he can take a couple days, he can do this, whatever. He's great with the pitching staff. It's it's good like that. Um, so I think because of that, and ever since he's come up, I'm pretty sure Jansen's played a lot better. Yeah, I because no, of I it, believe right? so. so. I totally believe so. Um, and that's nice to have. Mm-hmm. You got. Brandon Drury, who's played very well this year, I like in him. spurts. In but, spurts, but I like him as yeah. a guy off the bench. You can uh, Billy McKinney's the same way. I'm not a huge Billy McKinney fan, but a, but a guy off the bench who can do a little bit of everything. It's yeah. not bad to have. Um, and then of course, the final piece, the resistance of this Blue Jays team, Bichette. Yeah, finally gets called up. Mm-hmm. And since then, he's only hit three thirty three with five home runs. I mean, only nine RBIs, but I think more than that. I'm I'm looking at it right now. He has seven home runs and eleven RBIs. I'm literally on the MLB site, so the MLB site sucks. Yeah, because I was gonna say because he had eleven RBIs as of like three days ago. I'm pretty sure. Okay, whatever. Um, yeah, when well he now when he, when now he, it updates after I, was, I hit update earlier, it didn't change. I was gonna say when he hit he hit back to back bombs against. Uh, okay. So regardless, so he has seven home runs and 11 RBIs. Yeah. He has 19 extra base hits out of 35, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Still doesn't have a triple. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little surprised That's by that just because he has been hitting so well extra base hits, but 12 doubles mm-hmm. is nothing to scoff at. No, not at all. Um, 27 strikeouts is a little concerning in 105 at-bats. Yeah. But not... It's overly concerning because that's kind of just where the MLB has gone nowadays. I was going to say, it's not overly concerning purely because he's also a rookie too. So oh, for sure. Um, they're going to give him their best stuff. They're not going to give him stuff to hit. They're going to make him chase out of the zone. And, you know, he's been doing well, especially with that 333 average, right? So um, if you, you know, maybe a year or so down the line or whatever it may be, yeah. um, he stops chasing some of those outside pitches. They have to pitch him two more and then, you know, Maybe hit some more home runs or more doubles, whatever it may yeah, be. No, absolutely. No, I'm so. I'm not bashing him at all. Yeah. I'm just saying that might be a slight flag of concern that you're looking at and be like, okay, you just got to keep an eye on it. Yeah, more like like, like right, rookie. Yeah, like right now, I don't think – I think they're just letting them play. Oh, and that, sure. I think that's the best thing to do is just say go out there, play, you know, be who you can be, and 
we'll reevaluate next year. Not a, not a big deal. Absolutely. And I think if you look at since Bichette's been called up, now I don't I know it's not exact, but I have stats from July nineteenth for Guerrero. His stats and rankings in the MLB mm-hmm. since July nineteenth, and this was as of yesterday, so it didn't include yesterday's game. Yeah. His average was three eighty seven, which was third in all of the majors. On base percentage was four forty nine, second in the majors. Mm-hmm. Slugging percentage was six eighty nine, fifth in the majors, and RBIs was twenty nine, tied for seventh. That ain't bad. No, I'll take it. That's that's, that's what you want to see from a player like Guerrero Jr., especially still in his rookie campaign. He's he went through a down part at the beginning, trying oh, to get yeah. his feet under Absolutely. him. But I think having Biggio come up, who he who he went through the system with. Mm-hmm. And now Bichette up with him as well. Yep. That camaraderie between those three guys is electric. You can oh, see it in the dugout. You can see it when one of them hits a home run. They lose it. They get. Yep. They are the most excited people you will ever see when someone else hits a home run on their team. Oh, it's a brotherhood. It's really what it is, right? It's just it's nuts. Um, I think the biggest thing I like for Vlad is the fact that he has, I think, a sixty-nine strikeouts. Yep. He's got forty walks. Yeah. So his his ratio is great, for sure. Which means that he of he's like, the fact that he has forty walks and sixty nine strikeouts. Which means he's pushing the counts to three and two, two and two, Absolutely. pushing those counts. And I like that part because we know he has power. We know he can hit. He has the highest rating hit tool in the history of the MLB as a as a prospect. As yes. a prospect, yes. right? Eighty. So before he got eighty to the tool, yeah. which is unheard of. Yeah. No, I agree. And. Like he has 15 home runs, 56 RBIs right now. Like you project that out through the entire season, you're probably looking at 30 bombs and let's say 80 RBIs, give or take. I think it's like 28. Because I, I think he'll end up hitting more than he has this year. Yeah. Because he had that lull at the beginning. If if he goes at this pace, it's probably 28 and uh, 80, 90, 80 or something. Or something. Yeah. So. As with a w- fan. with a 281 average, I'll take that. Oh, for sure. Because like, and again, you you heard what I said. Yeah. Since July 19th, yeah, his average is 387. Yeah, he's figured it out. Because imagine his yeah. at one point his average was like what 210 or something. Something like that. Yeah. Like it, it people were concerned, and I'm like, I thought it was ridiculous considering he's what 20. Yeah, well, the biggest thing is what was he ready? Did they bring him off too early? <laughs> whatever. Like, um, let him figure it out. But yeah. you knew he was going to. Oh, yeah. He's figured it out at. Every level, his entire life, yeah. he figured it out. And now he's figured it out at the MLB level, and yeah. he's showing why he's one of the most highly rated prospects in the game ever. I think Jays fans were worried that um, they've seen like super power hitters before. Like we've had Bautista, oh, yeah. Edwin, that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. But nobody had ever, ever hit for average. No. And he was supposed to be the power hitter who hit for average as well. Yeah, no, for but sure. I think people started to get worried that, oh, here we go again. He's and he also hit. wasn't hitting for power yeah. at the time either. Yeah, exactly. And so was, so was he, was, he was going to hit 240. He was going to make Chris Davis in Oakland hit 240, but hit 40 bombs. Yeah. Which, of course, he'll take, but not if he's supposed to be the su- mega superstar everything he's going to be. No, right? I agree. So. Um, and it's nice to see that that's kind of taken effect. Um, it's also nice to see Gurriel Jr. hitting home runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something that I don't think a lot of people necessarily expected from him as a prospect, but he's really walked into that role and since call, being called up was lights out before his injury. Yeah, and that's I think it was more his brother was the biggest thing. Um, his brother was the biggest power thing. He, yeah, absolutely. He, Gurriel was more the, the fielder and more the athletic one. Of the, he the, he the was brothers. supposed to hit for average, but yeah. he wasn't supposed to have power. 
he's got 19 bombs. Like, yeah. And I'm pretty sure 90% of those are when he got called up I think the it was, second time. I think he had 17 or 18 after he got called up. Yeah. I know it was 17 at least. It might have been 18. I just so, like, it's, I'll take that, especially with a 279 average, too. I think I think the biggest thing is that he, he had a 180 average when he got sent down. Yeah. Which means, so, like, how is he hitting now is the, the question. Exactly. It's it's kind of crazy to see that. And from a season that regular Jays fans knew was going to be an absolute gong show of a season, mm-hmm. it's turned into a very positive one near the end. Oh, the biggest thing is they just need some better pitching. That's all it is. Oh, for sure. Like, they have the bats. There's no question about that. Finally, they have, they they have, have a full lineup. They have a lineup, right? That's, that's the biggest thing. They have a lineup. Yeah. And I think, especially because you got you still got Smoke there, who's a veteran presence on that team, right? Yeah, you, you got some veteran players like Drury and all kind of stuff to bring these guys up and like keep them level headed. Absolutely. Instead of them just being the kids, I guess is what you could say. No, absolutely. And I mean, there are some signs of life from the arms. It's not a whole lot. Oh, yeah. Like uh, Waggis Pack has mm-hmm. been. Good. Nothing. Nothing. He's fantastic. been. He's been surprising, is what it, what you could say. That's that's a fair statement. Um, Sean Reed Foley has shown signs, not consistent. Yeah. Um, Thornton has shown signs, not consistent. Yeah, I, I think, I, I the think, biggest I think one Thornton me, would be a great long reliever. I agree. No, I yeah. totally agree. I think if we can get some actual starters, mm-hmm. he'll be a long. He'll be one of the better long relievers in the game. Like, unfortunately, like Shoemaker, though, was doing fantastic to start the season. Yeah. And then obviously it goes down with that injuries out for the year like that. That hurts. That hurt. Obviously they weren't going to compete for anything like that. But oh, you'd love you'd love to see that you know bounce back year, right? Like absolutely. Before he went down, he was three and zero with a one fifty seven ERA. Like that's, in five starts. Yeah, that's the key too. Gave up five earned runs in five starts. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Which and I, I would love to have them. I would love to see them re-sign him to give him another chance. and give him another chance. Have that veteran presence in the in the oh for sure. I rotation. think that would. I think regardless, they should do that anyway. Even if he comes out of the pen, mm-hmm. right? He's he's a he's a guy there every day who truly loves the game. Yeah, and it seemed to be uh, going off on some of the young pitchers at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Right. That at least in my opinion. I don't know if everyone else agrees with that, but. It looked good. Um, another b- bit of a surprise has been Wilmer Font since he came over. He's b- he's been good. He's been like their opener guy, and it seems like it's it's done pretty well. It's, a, so. it's an it, I I'm not sure how I feel about this whole opener thing. Like it it confuses me. What do you mean? Because starting pitchers, the reason that they start sometimes is because they're good at getting into a game right away. Right. They need that, whereas some hitters can't. So you want those guys to be in there to get on, knock guys off early, and then get into a rhythm. Yeah. Starting pitchers are very, very rhythmic. They need to get into that rhythm. They need to get into it early. You throw an opener out there, you kind of throw off the guy who's your starting pitcher, who I guess who's been coming in most of the time. Is it Wags Pack? Or yeah, right? but most of the time they don't actually use him as a starter, though, right? Like most of the time they all oh, use an opener, and then it's their long reliever goes for three innings. And then it's the back end of the bullpen. Yeah. Right? So, like, a lot of the time when you use that opener, you're not going to a Justin Verlander for five innings to well, get they to went, the seventh. But they went, they went to Sean Reed Foley. Yeah, but Sean Reed Foley so far hasn't really been used as a, a true starter. starter. But what I'm saying is that coming through the system, he mm-hmm. was a starter, right? So yeah. he, he is that rhythmic 
get into the game, get to the field, get my warm up in, do this, and then I'm on the mound. True. Now you're throwing the get into the field, get my warm up done, sit, and then I'm on the mound. Yeah, it's it's a different aspect, and that's what I'm saying. Like we played with guys many times in multiple different sports. Mm-hmm. They needed to be in the starting lineup because they couldn't get into the game afterwards. They they didn't have that rhythm. They didn't go from getting changed to warm up to onto the onto the field of play. Yeah, they couldn't do it. I mean, me and Luke played with a few guys like that in mm-hmm. soccer. So after having these guys go through the system as starters, go through pretty much their whole careers as starters like that, to throw their rhythm off, it, it confuses me in that sense. I'm not saying it's not working because Wilmer Font's been great and Sean Reed Foley has gone in and done well afterwards. But mm-hmm. I'm worried that it throws off the rhythm of a starting pitcher who's following an opener. I, I, I can see it. I know, I, as you said, like there's certain people that are, you know, they're creatures of habit is what you could say. Yeah, exactly. Um I'm still not sold. I think in today's MLB, I think it's changed so much. I agree. Obviously, you have the um, you have the workhorses and stuff who are still in the league and stuff like that. But there's a lot of people now that they only go four or five innings. Yeah. Right. So you need that opener to possibly get you to the seventh inning, so you no, can get I, the best piece of your bullpen. I, I understand what you're saying. And I think, especially with how many people are coming up nowadays. Using these openers, especially some of the younger guys, they're used to it, right? Fair. It gives it gives them more of a warm up, right? Fair so enough. instead of in, in their mind, they may make a mindset: the innings, the game starts in the third inning. That's when I'm coming in. That's when the game starts. Yeah, and I I get that if yeah. they're if they've gone through and they're expecting it and they've gotten to that rhythm, fine. I get that. I'm yeah. just saying for these guys who have literally come up as starters, yeah, and been starters all through their minor league career, because most pitchers don't get to the show until 24, right? Right, unless they're Lights out, top arms. Yeah, true. you're not getting there until you're 24. Unless, yeah, unless you Which got dra- unless you got drafted early. But even then, a lot of the a lot of the top pitchers in the first round still don't make it out till 23, 24. Anyway, true. What I'm saying is, you're going through all that for three, four, five years in the minors mm-hmm. as a starter, and you're getting consistently. I get to the field at this time. I do this. I do this. I do this. I'm on the mound. Yep. And then you throw. I do this. I do this. I do this. Oh, okay, I got to sit now. Or yeah. I got to stay in the pen for an inning and a half or two innings. It it does it must mess with some psychologists. Like, yeah, I'm, you, you I'm, have to I'm, see. That. I'm sure it does for certain people for yeah. sure. Right. I'm, so. I'm not saying it's going to mess with everybody. It's going to just yeah. mess with some of them. And I I worry that pe- because everyone's going to these openers and they're like, oh well, this is the way that MLB is going. Yeah. We need to do this. Are some of these young guys who are coming up? not going to be ready to do that and then struggle to start their MLB career yeah. and then get sent down. That's that's more my concern. Potentially. Like, there's always that option, right? There's always that thing. But, yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not overly sold on it, to be honest. But What, the opener or that it's messing That is going to mess with people. Fair. I mean, it's just, again, that was my thought. I didn't even think we were going to talk about that. So I'm, I'm glad we did. Yeah, and that's, it's, it's a thing that's always relevant, right? Because it's, there's, new shifts and all that kind of stuff coming in, like especially the whole new the league that the MLB is testing all these things in, you know, where it's you're not allowed to shift, all that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, okay. Like, I'm I'm not okay with that. I feel like shifting is part of the game. Extreme shifts, <laughs> like, I think we need to eliminate when there's four people on the same side of the infield. That's a little extreme to me. Oh, and that's, that, that's I think that's where they're going for because it. it says, like, you can shift, but you have to have two people on the you left side and of, right side of second side base. Of second. So you can shift them over and have them play right on, on the, the bag and play shortstop. 
And you then just as can't, soon as you the ball's hit, he can cross. Yeah, you just can't have three guys on first base side and have the other guy play up the middle and yeah. leave the entire right side open. Or yeah, left side that's open. that's more what I'm – Like, to me, to me, I think it's going to make it – I think it's going to be hitting a lot easier. Not easier, but better. I think you're going to have more runs. Fair. Because you're not going to have, you know, the power hitters that pull the ball. Justin Smoke. Yeah, they still have a chance to hit it through the infield Absolutely. if there's only two guys on the side. Absolutely. Side, right? so. No, I, I agree with that. And uh, it's kind of interesting to see um, – I mean, we were talking about it at work. The uh, automated ump yeah. for the All Star game of that same week mm-hmm. has been that was an that was an interesting thing, and for the most part, it went really, really well. So they're actually, I think they're using it in the second half of the season or something, or you're going to use it next year. I can't remember what, what it was in, the, in the MLB. No, 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 in in that league, in that league. Oh, uh, I think they were using it in the second half. I think yeah. that's what it was. So uh, it's interesting. Uh, the umpire who called the All Star game said. There was maybe one or two calls that I would have called the other way, but overall, I think it went really well. Yeah. And the other thing it stopped was having people argue calls. True. Like, to the umpire, because they know that he didn't make the call. Yep. Right? So, it eliminates those unnecessary ejections for managers. It's like, yeah, I can't... You can yell at me all you want, but I didn't make the call. Like it, no, exactly. It was told to me in my ear, and I just I just had to point. Like Yeah, it's... it's Okay, that was told. That's a strike, but... I don't. Know. I I think it's it's I'm a possibility. Unnecessary yeah, I think it's a possibility, but eventually they eventually. have to perfect it. I I just I I like that idea of that way. You know, teams can also practice different things. You know, yeah. Like, cause we didn't see the opener until a couple of years ago. No, absolutely. Right. So yeah, I I think that league is a great thing, the opportunity to well, it was good test out things. It was good for the MLB yeah. to align themselves with that league properly. Yeah. And say, hey, listen, like we want we want a grounds to test certain ideas that we have and yeah. we don't the leagues that we have are aligned with right now we can't do it properly yeah would you guys be willing to and they they've pretty much said yes and everything's been copacetic since they're just kind of going right exactly and so. it's it's nice to see and it's nice to see a league know that there's possibility for changes mm-hmm. and legitimately look to try to make those changes yeah. right like Yes, soccer has brought in VAR. Yes. Which is highly controversial apparently this year. Yes. And I'm going to put a pin in that. Hold VAR for a second. We'll come back to that. But I want to just finish what my yep. train of thought was. Um, the NHL has brought in the challenges on offsides and everything. Right? Which was interesting. Yeah, some people weren't happy about that. But that's a whole new thing. It's because now every every goal is being challenged for offside yep. when it's clearly not. Yeah. Anyways, regardless, um, the NBA has looked to bring in some stuff, right? But it just hasn't been – it's not like they've had a league to test stuff out in properly. They kind of just do it in the preseason or they do it in uh, exhibition games. It's just not a full season where they're testing stuff out. The MLB has gone and done this. Right. And I think it's going to be a good thing for them in the end. Back to VAR. Mm-hmm. VAR is the smartest thing that soccer has done in a long time. And they've done it in the stupidest possible way, because it is not ready. Mm-hmm. There, I- there is a absolute need for it. Yep. But it needs to be done right, and right now it is not being done right, which is causing all the controversy. Right. Um, United got robbed of a penalty today mm-hmm. when Martial got literally manhandled down in the box, couldn't get a shot away. Yep. Now, the ref was on the wrong side of the play, so he couldn't see it, but every camera in the entire stadium could. 
the VAR official has to call something. Yeah. Has to has to say, listen, we're done. We're going. We're going to kick. Those calls need to be done right. And until they are done right, yeah, there's going to be issues. I believe Chelsea had one as well in their game. Yeah, that should have been uh, a penalty. That's why it's so controversial right now. That's why there's an issue. If they can fix that, yep, and make it legitimate, legitimately done properly, there's no issues. Yeah, right. Now, there's always going to be people arguing that VAR made a call. You're you're never not going to get that. But as long as they're getting the calls right, well, the majority of people aren't. Wasn't there a couple in preseason that were called oh, back on VAR that yeah. were not actual calls? Um, like wasn't there? I one remember one. Most of the ones that I saw were calls, but yeah. like, it, it chintzy calls. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like until the whole problem that I have, and again, I I ref soccer for a while. Yeah, there is a lot of gray area. Yeah, in soccer rules. If you and me go shoulder to shoulder for a ball, and you knock me over, is that a foul? You wouldn't think so, but right, but it could be. Yeah. Because the ref can deem that you pushed too hard. True. Right? And weren't going shoulder to shoulder. You were going through me. Yeah. Even though we were both going shoulder to shoulder, we did the same thing. It's the classic big man foul. Yeah, of course. I can tackle you from behind and barely get the ball, but if the ref deems that I got the ball, it's not a foul. Until you go to VAR. No. I'm I'm just saying, like... An individual referee. Even yeah. VAR, though, they're referees, too. Pe- I guess, people, yeah. people don't get that. Yeah. The people in the VAR booth are technically referees. Yeah. So they they are governed by the same rules, and they make calls based off of the same rules as the referee in the middle of the field. Right. They just have a different view, which is the whole point of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it literally stands for Video Assistant Referee. Yeah. They are there to assist the main guy. So they have to follow the same rules. They have to play by the the FIFA rules. You have to understand that there's such a gray area in a lot of the FIFA rules that it makes it hard to get it right. If they made it black and white, there wouldn't be as many calls. Offside in hockey. Yeah. Offside in hockey is black and white. Either you are over the line before the puck or you are not. True. Right? Yes, there's issues now because they're, they're trying to find the... 18th of an inch. Yeah, where the, <laughs> the skate is just ahead of the puck or the puck is just ahead of the skate, right? whatever it may be. That's, you know? that's one thing. Now, they're still playing by the black and white. Is he over the line before the puck? True. Right? They're just trying to narrow it down to the slightest of slight, and yeah. it's hard to do. When it comes to a soccer foul, if I get the ball first, it's not a foul, but if I barely get the ball and I take the guy out completely, a lot of refs are calling that a foul. Even if I got the ball. Yeah. So that's why VAR is so controversial and so hard to implement right now because they haven't figured it out. And the rules do not uh, do not favor the referees. Especially the VAR refs. Yeah. That's that's what it is. And yes, that might be a controversial statement. I don't care. It's No, I think anyone you ask who yeah. watches soccer will say the same shit. It's true. No, I <laughs> And that's why I get so frustrated that everyone's like, oh, they got to get rid of VAR already. No. Yeah. You've got to get it right. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's the biggest thing is just you want consistency too. Right? It's the Absolutely. biggest thing. Absolutely. So. I, I don't deny that fact. It's not consistent. It's not properly done. 
But if it was right, no one would say shit. No, not finally. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, thank God, finally the uh, calls are actually getting called, right? It's the, it's the biggest thing. And then, you know, the one time it doesn't work or there's a wrong call, then everybody's, okay, we got to get rid of it. It's It's got to go. That's oh, just how it is. Yeah, it's just brutal. Another thing, more racist remarks are going through soccer again. Woohoo. Who now? Well, Pogba got it last yeah, weekend that, after yeah. he missed. Uh, Rashford missed one today. Oh. And people jumped on him. Of course. He didn't actually get saved. He hit the post. Yeah. But people jumped on him, and there's apparently tons of racist remarks running through Twitter right now. Of course, of course. People, smarten up. Two two questions come to mind for me, straight up. A, what the hell does race have to do with taking a kick? Yeah. And B, why are you yelling racist remarks? Period. What's the point? Honestly, I I don't know. I really don't. I know you and me grew up in a very multicultural, multiracial environment yeah. here in Mississauga, and we're lucky for that. I mm-hmm. think it helped us. Yeah. But England's pretty multicultural. Uh, everyone yeah. jokes that it's the home of the white people, but it's not. It's not. <laughs> if you really go there, it's not. But I, I in I, charge maybe. That's what, yeah. But I think just I, I don't want to say an offside comment or anything like that, but there's a lot of, you know, down south in the US Oh yeah. That want it to be a, a white supremacy. No, and I get that that's everywhere. I understand. But then there's a lot in England as well that want it back to being the whites. I find it harder to believe in England. It it, 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 it is there right. is. No, yeah. I know. Because but it, it's just it so was, much harder to believe just because No, of course of course. But it, but it's still like there's always those hardcore people that it's Absolutely. You know, if you're not my color, I don't like you. And that's I know. And that, obviously I, I don't want to get into that, but No, I get that. Yeah. I get what you're saying. I just still can't believe that they're using that as a comment on a player's ability in soccer. Like it just baffles, yeah, it baffles my mind. Some people think that they're on the team, right? Yeah. And they, they can say whatever they want, it doesn't matter what they say. Yeah. And that's where things get out of control. Yep. And they, because realistically, what are the repercussions? Well, um, one thing that I have liked, and this is, I don't know if they're going to actually do anything about it, but the EPL has been, I want to say, has decided to, but I feel like they've sort of been forced into this by the players and the players' union. If they have a union. I don't even know if they have a union over there. Anyways, um, after the Pogba remarks, a lot of players stepped up and said, like, this is unacceptable. You can't be doing this. Yeah. Like, this, We can't be facing this every week. Mm-hmm. Um, especially after all the Raheem Sterling things that happened last year. Right. The EPL has, been, has said that they are going to partner with Twitter to... Uh, I don't know the best way to say it. I kind of guess it's police. Okay. The, the remarks... Um, remove them from Twitter, the okay. remarks. Not not necessarily the people, right. I think. I don't know if they have that kind of power. Um, if it becomes racial threats, I believe that they can get the police involved, which okay. is interesting. Um, again, this is all... I kind of read one article. I saw it a couple times. Um, I'm not 100% sure on this guy, so please yeah. at me if you want, but please don't. I think that's the right first step. Yeah. 
it's not the end step. It's not the end game, but at least they're doing something. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I think it's I think the biggest thing is just how many times they actually catch people. And that's the thing. I don't know because this is the this will be the first weekend technically that this is in place. True, because it's all after last weekend with Paul Pogba. Yeah, or last Monday, I guess. Um, this is the first weekend that it'll be in place, so it'll be interesting to see if anything does happen. Now, maybe nothing happens, and uh, they were just t- talking out of their asses and trying to put on the right face. Yeah, which very well might be the case. You never it know. might be. I hope better for the EPL. Yeah, but we all do. Um, yeah, I guess that, that's kind of all I wanted to say on that. Well, but <laughs> it's yeah, it's there's a certain point. There's only so much you can do, and uh, as much as they want to do it, and it's yeah. it needs to be done, obviously, because we don't want that in any game. I want that in anything? Period. Exactly, and, and that's the thing is, but you know, it, it's it's going to happen because we know there's still some people out there that are. Um, that yeah, are, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that are yeah. So, and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, uh, I want to quickly jump back to baseball because we did get way sidetracked yep. there, and it's our norm. Yep. Um, quick look at some of the standings and everything that that has happened this season. We haven't talked a whole lot of baseball this summer, Not really, uh, no. but we kind of knew that we were gonna do that because that's yep. just how it is. Um, Houston. New York, Minnesota are leading their divisions in the AL. Yep. Rightfully so, I think all three. Um, Hold on, let me just see what the leads are. I know the Yankees are up by eight. Minnesota's up by two and a half on Cleveland. And then Houston's up by seven and a half on Oakland. Yep. So uh, that's pretty good. Um, I I think two out of the three divisions are set, I think. Yankees and Houston? Yeah. And I I think... If Minnesota can get back to how they were playing in earlier in the season, Absolutely. they'll be fine. Cleveland's been hot, though. Cleveland's been red hot, which is good and bad. Like, they traded their best pitcher in the roster right now. Bauer. Bauer, and got obviously they got Puig back and stuff like that. So yeah, And Puig's, uh, like, for the fact that Puig's played on three teams now, it's three or four. Three. L.A., three. Cincy, and Cleveland. Yeah. He, uh... He's a good young piece. Like he's he's still not that old. No, it, honestly, for him, it all comes down to attitude. That's Absolutely. the biggest thing. Absolutely. Um, but mi- what Minnesota's done this year is very very impressive. They lead the entire league in home runs, I think. Yeah, as far as I know, yeah. As far as I know, um, they are, I think, second in the AL, or sorry, third in the AL for runs scored. Uh, behind trailing only the Yankees in Boston. Yeah, that's pretty good company, if you ask me. That means they're ahead of Houston. That means they're ahead of uh, Cleveland by wide margins. By the way, um, dead last in stolen bases, though. Well, when you hit so many home runs, you don't really have to steal bases. It's you true. just need to get on. It's true. Um, they're the second or third best run differential in the AL, fourth best overall if you add in the Dodgers. Yep. They're having a good season, no, and they're young, and they're fun to watch. Yep. Um, I would have liked to see them do a little bit more of the deadline, get some more pieces, to be honest. But yeah, but they also didn't expect to be f- that far ahead in the division at the time. No, of course. Of course. They didn't really, at that, and then at that point, when you're that far ahead in the division, you really don't think you need to do anything. Yeah, 
And, and, <laughs> That's the problem. The, I think the biggest thing is they have prospects to to do that kind of stuff, but they don't need to right now. No, absolutely. Problem, right? So. Um, in the wild card, you have Tampa's up by a half game on both Cleveland and the Athletics, so that's a it's close. It's close, and then you have Boston is six and a half games back of the Athletics and Cleveland. And I, I don't know if they do it, to be honest. I don't think they do. No. I think it really is a three-team race, and Boston is fourth on the outside looking in on that yeah. race right now. Because they have to hope that either Cleveland or Oakland falls apart. Yeah. Is really what it is. Can we also take in? that because it because they have to jump at least cleveland right because oakland and tampa are in right now they have to jump too yeah because it's, it's, it's two it's wild cards right yeah so, so they have to jump so too. tampa and oakland right now so they have to jump cleveland and you but like, no, and oakland yeah but right now cleveland and oakland are tied the record is what that yeah is. so but that's the thing they have yeah. to jump both of those technically yeah, to yeah, get yeah. in yeah which i don't know don't know about that um and despite the fact that the jays have sucked this year they still are only fourth last in the AL, which I thought was going to be worse. I, I would like them to drop more, get a better pick, to be honest. But well, it doesn't matter because it's where they are at the trade deadline. So now I it doesn't guess, matter. I guess, yeah. Now it doesn't matter. Um, moving over to the NL, you got Atlanta, St. Louis, and the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. The Dodgers leading their divisions. Atlanta's up by six games yep. on Washington. Which is great because I like watching that young team. Yeah, they're they're an exciting team to watch for sure. Uh, St. Louis has a Half game lead on the Cubbies. That that'll be an interesting series coming all the way down because it's going to be the end of the year when that thing gets, you know. Finalized and Milwaukee's and right there. Like people forget that f- stat, but Milwaukee's right there. They're three oh, yeah. games out of behind the Cubs, which at this point in the season isn't that much, especially because they're probably play each other eight nine times yeah. moving down the stretch. But the only problem is obviously like in the last ten they're four and six. No, I know, which doesn't help. I right? know. But they've won their last two. Yeah. Right? So it's yeah, it's a balanced thing. Yeah. Um, and then in the West it's uh the Dodgers and nobody else. Yeah, Dodgers on it. It's 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 honestly, I think it's the Dodgers national league to lose. Like I like Atlanta, I like how, how young they are and how hungry they are. I still think it's the Dodgers to That's lose. Fair. I think out of everyone, Atlanta has the best chance of beating them. Uh, for sure. For sure. And maybe the Cubs just uh, because of experience. But. but for the Braves, I think it comes down to their pitching. Yeah, and can, they, can their pitching hold up in the playoffs? Absolutely, and they've been very lucky this year because uh, the Canadian Soroka has pitched lights out. Yeah, uh, and I don't think anyone expected that. No, not Th- at all. not this year. They expected it eventually, but not. But this they also year. expected more to Fontanewich, who's been terrible this year. Yeah, so Shane Green, their huge trade deadline piece. Yep, got removed from the closer's role. He's been terrible. Yeah, no, no, it's. It is what it is. That they, Dallas Keuchel signing in the middle of the year is looking key for them because, and he's looking like he's having some fun. Yeah. <laughs> I saw I saw a video. He was dancing in the dugout. I don't know if it was pregame or in the middle of a game. <laughs> he was just dancing in the dugout to the cameras. <laughs> it was like, oh my god, it's not really something so, you expect from a guy. Like no, you wouldn't Keuchel. think so. No, right? <laughs> um, but no, it's been it's been a fun season to watch for them, and they have a lot of really really good young pieces. Mm-hmm. So, they could be dangerous for a few years. Yeah, I don't think they're going anywhere. No, I, I think th- I think they're set with what they need. Like Tyler Flowers has been good for them this year, um, out of the catcher spot. Yeah, um, I'm not sure how Brian McCann's been. To be honest, actually, McCann's been pretty good. McCann's been actually half decent. Yeah. He's a good. He's a good backup. So he, he went home, right? He obviously, he's doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. 
they picked up Billy Hamilton on waivers the other day. Um, he he's a brutal hitter. We yeah. all know that. But God, I would love to see him on a actual playoff contender. Oh, he as would, a piece off the bench, absolutely. fielding and speed. He could be one of the most valuable bench players in the history of MLB if he sticks on a playoff team. Oh, for sure. He's like <laughs> like Mackenzie Gore when he was playing for Kansas City. Yes. Like he, you knew he wasn't doing anything other than stealing bases, but he or still going st- in the field. That's yeah. all. That's all he's there and for. And he still stole bases no matter like what you try to do. Right. It's so. like what the Jays wanted Dalton Pompey to do that that one playoff run. And he did it that playoff run. He did. But that was different it. issues. Yeah. Different issues after that. Um. But even on their pitching side, like they have Julio Teheran, who's what twenty five. Uh, twenty eight or twenty nine. Really? I believe. I didn't think he was that old. He's. He has a three five three ERA through twenty seven starts. He's definitely been a bounce back this year for sure. Right? Uh, Matt Fried, Freed, Freed, yeah, uh, three eighty four uh, through twenty four starts. Mm-hmm. Soroka's two forty one, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Keuchel's four fourteen through twelve right now, but it is what it is. Uh, Newcomb's been nice out of the pen. He started four games, but three forty or three thirty four. Uh, Teheran's twenty eight, by the way. He's twenty eight. Jeez. I thought he was younger than that. Um, like they, they've had key, they've had key contributors for sure. Absolutely, right. And that's the biggest thing. I don't know what's Tomlin done so far. Not much. Not a whole lot. I'm just looking because he it. he had his pieces. Like Tomlin had his moments in Cleveland, right? Oh, so. absolutely. He lo- he looked like he could become something yeah. big. Um, Webb has been phenomenal mm-hmm. from the out of the pen. One thirty nine ERA through thirty six appearances, mm-hmm. thirty two in a third inning. Yeah. Five earned runs. Melinson coming over in the deadline as well. That was key as well. He hasn't done too well though. Well, he's got a th- overall he's got three eighty eight, three eighty eight ERA. Yeah, but in his time with Atlanta, yeah, he's got a five seventy nine ERA. Yeah, so not great, not terrible, but not great. Well, that's because of one outing. That was really what it was. Yeah, you have six earned runs. So when you're only pitched nine innings, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't help. That'll do it. Right. So, um, yeah, no, but like, yeah, well, be I, th- I still think it's in the in the uh, American League. I, I think it's three. I, I think it's neck and neck between the Yankees and Houston right now. Yeah, I think if Minnesota can play how they've been playing, they could be dangerous. Just but because I, of the home runs, they can they can come back yeah. in the game so fast. And that, but I still think it's Houston and the Yankees that are the go tos. I agree. Um, Shout out to Tampa, by the way. Yeah. They've had a great year and kind of flown under the radar. They always do though, because nobody expects anything out of them. Yeah, right. But good. But for they them. had a great year last year. Yeah, like a great. Sorry, a great like three quarters of a season last year. Yeah, yeah. Where they went from basically worst to f- worst to third. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, they're ahead of the Red Sox right now, which is huge. Like you wouldn't have before the season. I don't think you would have. They're the first that. wild card spot. Yeah. So right now they're set up to be. They're set up to what? Play Houston. Yes. No. They're set up to play in the wild card game. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So then it'd be the wild card game against uh, either Oakland or Cleveland. Oakland or Cleveland, which I still think Tampa would win that. To be honest, I do too. Uh, so then, yes, and then, then they, they would, would play. Houston. No, but then they would set up. Yeah, they would set up against Houston. They would no, up. no, they would set up against the Yankees because the Yankees have a better record right now. Uh, Houston is technically ahead because they've played. Or no, they're they're the Yankees are ahead. They have a better win percentage right now. I'm literally looking. Okay, you can confirm this. It shows Houston ahead. I don't know why, 
because they played the same amount of games and the Yankees had more wins. But yeah, whatever. They will play the first place team in the AL, <laughs> which right now would be the Yankees. So that the Yankees Rays series, I think that would be actually a, be a great series. series. That'd be a great right? series, just because they hate playing yeah. each other. So and then it'd be Houston, Minnesota, which could be interesting. The powerhouse of Houston's pitching against Minnesota's hitting. hitting. So yeah, um, it could be interesting. That would be interesting. I still think it's Yankees or Houston, but that's just me. Uh, National League, you have, like I guess right now is the Cardinals, but who knows how that actually ends up. Uh, Braves, Dodgers, and uh, who's got the wild card in the West? Or in the NL? Washington is up by two games on the Cubs. In the Cubs. I still think Washington wins that out of the Cubs. But um, there's still there's also three teams within three games. Of so course, that of wild course. Card, right? So, so that Milwaukee, one, that Milwaukee might sneak in there. The Mets have been the a, Mets have been on fire. On fuego. Yeah. Philadelphia has been pretty good too, recently. They're six and four, just like the Mets. Yeah. In their last ten, they've been they've been good. I still think Bryce Harper has been a bust this year, though. I see. Why do you consider him a bust? Just, I, I'm just curious. This year, yes. It doesn't live up to the contract. I don't think he. I don't think he honestly lived up to the contract last year. Okay. I think everybody was just high on him because he's a, a generational talent, is what they called him. Yep. But I still don't think he's lived up to expectations. Fair enough. Okay. Now I'm just wondering because like, guy has 27 home runs, 254 average, 92 RBIs. But when you sign a guy to a 300 and something yeah. million dollar contract, you're expecting a... So you're saying bust in regards to the actual contract, not, not the player himself. Correct. Because he's still, he's still a good player. He's still a very good player. No, absolutely. And I, I totally agree with that. That's why that's why I always get confused when people say bust. Like, is no, he actually to, a bust? <laughs> to me, he's, no he's not actually not even listed on the roster right now, to be honest. Is he hurt? I think so, but he still should be in the roster. I don't know. Um, either way... Um, I just think if you're going to give him a three hundred million dollar contract, you have to like his his home runs and RBIs are great. Those were expected, though. Yeah, I think the average has to be higher. Oh, I I agree. That, yeah. That's fine. That's why I was asking, and that's why I yeah. wanted to see what you meant by bust because it could mean so many so many things. He's honestly since the last time I've looked at his stats, he's improved his average. Yeah, because before he was at like two thirty. Yeah, um, he's so pl- he's actually so been he, playing he's well. He's trending upwards right now, which is good. Yeah. Um, what do you think of Machado then? I don't even know what his stats are, to be honest. Twenty-six home runs, seventy-one RBIs, two sixty-five average. Seeing as he was a three hundred hitter before he left, yeah, I expect more. Yeah. Um, that team's going to be exciting to watch in a couple years, though. Maybe if they all keep going the way that they were trending, they've kind of struggled this year. Like, it, it's, I'm surprised that they struggled this year. Well, it's because right now they have no second baseman. Ian Kinsler is not a MLB second baseman anymore. Yeah. Right? Like, he's hitting 217. Um, they have the pitching prospects and the, fun. Uh, let's say, the core. They have that, right? Yeah. You got Machado. Um, I still think they need almost a better catcher. I don't think Hedges or Mejia is really a catcher of the future. I think mean, he is a great hitter. I don't know if he's a great catcher. Fair. Okay. That's the biggest thing. Uh, Hosmer or Will Myers at first base or third base, wherever you want to play him. Because Will Myers is at third right now. Yeah. Um, which has worked out. Which has worked out. Tatis at short looks like a superstar in the making. So what does that mean for Machado? Machado, I think he moves to third. Or you move one of them to second, but I don't think Machado wants to play second. No. He wants to play short. That's the problem. 
Where where did they have? They've played Manny at third so far this year, haven't they? Have they? I thought so. He's listed as a third baseman on there. Maybe. Hey, hey, that's fine as long as he is willing to do that. But like the MLB site has him listed as a shortstop. Right. And I know that's where he wants to play. Yeah. Renfro looks like a power hitter, which is good. Yep. Um Naylor looks good. Josh. Like, yeah. Joshy. <laughs> shout out shout out to the hometown boy. Saga uh, boys. Um <laughs> not many he, of us. He he looks like he's gonna be uh, a good hitter. Like he's always had those hitting fundamentals. It was really a matter for him was where he's gonna play. Yeah. Because he was he um, came up as a first baseman technically, didn't he? Yeah. He was a he was a lefty first baseman. He was a um used to be a pitcher as well. But, that, that's a whole but I mean, thing. when he when he was a prospect in the MLB, he was he was a first base. Correct, correct. And now they've kind of moved him to right, left. Yeah, like right now they have him listed as a left fielder, but okay. MLB has him listed as a right fielder. Okay. So I'm confused. The score in the MLB Stupid are way MLB. off. <laughs> um, so yes, he, he has seven home runs. Yeah, um, he's got he's got some power in that in that bat for sure. Absolutely. Um, I like their bullpen too. You know, I like Michael Baez. I like that. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Aaron Loop. We all know that. Um, Loop? <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. He's only made it into four games this year. Yeah, lefty, lefty loser. So. Um, Kirby he's, got Yates. A, he's got a zero Kirby ERA, Yates though. Because yeah, he's only played in four <laughs> games. He played three innings. Yeah. You know who else has a zero ERA with more than one inning pitch? Luke Maley. What does that tell you? Yeah. I like Carl Edwards, but he's been terrible this year. Um, Cal Quantrill, though. The Canadian boy. Yeah. 332 average. Mm-hmm. Your ERA, sorry. Not average. Garrett Richards, again, went out there. He's been, he's been good. He's got a 366 ERA. So I, I like, their, I, I like their pieces. Yeah, Paddock's been their best pitcher so far. No. Quantrill. Oh, sorry. Yeah. But, Actually, Kirby Yates has. Yeah, but he everybody expected Kirby Yates to be like that. He's one of the best closers in the MLP. Fair. Right. Um, he did that last year. He's expected it again this year. So. Uh, well, anyways, to get back to the playoff, uh, <laughs> that conversation. Right? So it'd be <laughs> Braves, Dodgers would play the wild card right now, which is either the Cubs or the Nationals is what we're saying right now. Or the Cardinals, because technically the Cubs and Cardinals are that. Like, but you know, based on the standings right now, yes, it's as is Nationals yes. or Cubs. I still, I think, I think Nationals win that. Really? Out of the Cubs, yes, I think. Okay, because so. you're probably pitching Scherzer. Fair. And who are the Cubs gonna go with? They Lester. could go with so many people. <laughs> Lester, Kyle Hendricks. I'm still taking Scherzer over Jose anybody. Quintana. <laughs> I'm taking Scherzer over anybody they throw out there. <laughs> right, so there's that. So then it's Dodgers, Nationals. I think the Dodgers win that just based on depth. Fair. Right? Nationals lost their best hitter this, this offseason in Bryce Harper is what we were saying. But what about Juan Soto? I think he's going to be great. I don't think he's Harper level, to no, be honest. I was just kidding. <laughs> and then it's going to be Braves-Cardinals, which I don't think the Cardinals have a shot. No. Right? I like the Cardinals, but no. So I, I'm saying Braves-Dodgers-Final. I still think the Dodgers get by, but I like the Braves' chances. Yeah. So. I, I think I'm with you there, and we'll we'll definitely have this conversation closer to the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Um, end of September. End of September. Yep. We'll, we'll, we'll bring this back up. We wanted to catch in, ch- check in and see how things were going. Um and I guess the other thing that we can check in on is football because it's sort of starting up soon. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll do a quick talk here, but we'll do more of a full one next week yep. at the end of preseason. Some interesting stuff happening. Um, I really like the ML- NFL's initiative of bringing international players onto the rosters for certain teams. Mm-hmm. So, like, you've seen 
I mean, the obvious one is uh, Christian Wade on the Bills, who is sort of trending to pretty much get that third running back spot. Is that kind of what's happening here? Third, because like, I think they want Singletary to be their second guy. Yeah, which is fine. Which is fine. Honestly, I think it all depends if if Shady McCoy. Actually, I don't even know if I don't even know if he's gonna actually be second because I think Frank Gore is gonna be second. Any problem? So. Well, that's because they have all of them right now. But like Wade has been I trending think I, to make the roster. Or oh, no, for sure. Squad. Like you're at least going practice squad for sure, which is great. And he's for those of you who don't know, he's a former rugby superstar. Yeah. And if you want to know how he, what he's done, type in Christian Wade NFL highlights, and he's done some amazing things in the preseason. Yep. Yes. Take it with a grain of salt. It's the preseason. It's the preseason. I get that. Yeah. But the way he can break tackles because of his skills in rugby has shown. Oh, Some for of sure. his long runs have been impressive. He, he's looked outstanding so far. I, I think the biggest thing, though, is where does he fit? That's the biggest problem. I think he fits as a perfect guy in your own half when you need to get out mm-hmm. on a first or second down on your own twenty. Yeah, and you can't you can't have a three and out. You give him the ball and just say get past that stick, and we don't care how far you go after that. I yeah. think that might be the perfect spot for him because he's so used to rugby. I got to get to that line. Yeah, right. He's not going to get stopped very often until he gets to that line. Everything after that's a bonus at that point. So you just take it and you say, "Hey, listen, you're gonna you're gonna be on the team. You're gonna do this. This is all you're gonna do." And you might return kicks every once in a while if we decide that yeah. we want you to do that. That's that's about it, and that's fine. Which I don't even know if he actually will return kicks because I think if that's Cole Beasley's spot. I think it's really what it is. No, that's uh, fine. I'm just saying if Beasley gets hurt or if they want to give Beasley a break or something, you just throw weight out there. Yeah. Catch the ball, run as far as you can, come off and get a break. Like that's that's gonna be his entire MO. Oh, absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with that. But no, I just like that I like the NFL's initiative to put these players on these uh preseason rosters and allow them the chance. Because there's been what, three so far? I think there's I think everyone in the uh in No, the I, I well sorry, I, I was talking more formal rugby stars, but Oh, yeah. I think there's three. I think Pittsburgh signed that tight end guy last year. Um, yeah, can't remember his name too. And much. Philadelphia signed the line, uh, did they? Uh, no, the Falcons signed another tight end. Oh, okay, was it the Falcons? So, okay. Um, yeah, but I, either way, I, I still think if for him to have a shot to actually get any sort of regular reps, mm-hmm. uh, I think either Gore or McCoy's got to be gone. And Gore ain't going. Gore is not going anywhere. He's gonna be their, their you know, reliable mm-hmm. bell, bell cows or whatever it's gonna be. I, I We were talking about this yesterday, yeah. and I said the Dolphins might be a good spot for McCoy. Because, mm-hmm. um, oh, I'm going to blank on this guy's name. Their running back got hurt, didn't he? Kenyon Drake. Thank you. Yeah. He got hurt. Yeah. They got he's, a spot. he's out for a significant time is what they said. They got a spot, yeah. and McCoy knows the division. The only problem is I think they I think they trust Balazs, so we'll see That's how that fine, goes. but... Because um, what's their running back situation right now? Balage, yeah, that's what of it. Right, I don't really think any of those other guys are. Kenneth Farrow, they used to play for eh. Detroit, I believe. Eh. Um, I'd take McCoy over him. Mm-hmm. Like but the biggest, I, the big, I, I think I the biggest thing is what do you have to give up to get him? Absolutely, right? No, that's fair. Um, 
some other big things. Uh, Daniel James has looked good for the Giants. But Actually, we'll apparently Kenyon Drake's on track for the regular season. Oh, really? That's what I said. Interesting. Okay. Well, that might put a wrench in mm-hmm. that play. Um, yes, Giants. Daniel James has looked, or Jones has looked good for yep. the Giants, but we'll still back up Eli Manning to start the season. I would think, yeah. Which is fine. Uh, Dwayne Haskins has been hit and miss for the Redskins, but he will probably be the starter. That I'm not too sure about, to be honest. I still think it's going to be Case Keenum. Um, That's fair. Just because I don't think, based on the preseason so far, I don't think they believe Haskins is ready. No, I don't think Haskins is ready, but what do I know? Who knows? Like, they, they may <laughs> go with him. Like uh, There's a reason that I'm not in a front office somewhere. So as of six days ago, the report is that Keenum's on his way to starting week one. There you go. All right, so I think it's Keenum's to lose. Okay, fair enough. Um, Who else has shown well? Uh, Kyler Murray has been real hit and miss. Josh Rosen has been an absolute bust. Yeah. Well, I think the biggest thing for Murray, though, is that the play calling has been terrible. Oh, absolutely. No, I, I agree, and it's not all on him. You can't you can't blame him. Mm-hmm. But oh, you, you can blame him partially. You can, yeah. Because he hasn't executed the but like, terrible Ro- play Rosen, calls. But Rosen in this, the last game was 5 for 7, 59 yards, 4 rushes for 23 yards. Like, that's good. That's good. Nine, 96.7 passer rating. Like, that's yeah. – you, you don't it's ask good. for much it's more than not, that. It's just not great. It's not what But you were expecting him to be great. But you like, needed him – he needed – sorry. He needed to show more in the first two games. Well, he, he's not starting. That's the biggest that, thing. But that's the thing. He wanted to start. He needed to show more in the first two games to start. Yeah. That was, that was it. And he didn't. And that's unfortunate. Like, there's a reason why they brought in Ryan Fitzpatrick. Right? Yeah. It's a stopgap. That's true. Um, the Raiders are having drama – Drama, drama, drama. Always, always, always. It's the Raiders. The Raiders. A.B. with his helmet. And mm-hmm. I get wanting to play with the same helmet that is comfortable and kept you safe for so long, but it's no longer considered safe by the league, so just smarten your ass up and get on the like, field. I don't understand what the problem is. I really don't. Like, I, I get it. Like, you're, you're used to that helmet. There's 36 helmets to choose from. Find one. Yeah. Like, again, I, I agree with the fact that it is a comfort thing mm-hmm. and you've been safe in it for so long that I understand you want to keep it. Yeah. The league is telling you it is not safe anymore. And it might be a padding thing that you like to comfort. Find a helmet with the exact same padding. You can. I know. I have four different hockey helmets. None of them are the same brand. Mm-hmm. Well, sorry. Same brand, but none of them are the same level. All the padding is pretty much exactly the same. Yeah, exactly. Right. I get it from a comfort level, but you gotta at some point say, "Okay, how much do I actually want to play?" Yeah, like I, I, you gotta get on the field at some point. If you don't have a helmet that's allowed by the league, you're not getting on the field. It's true. Smarten up. Um. Yeah, that's my rant on AB. <laughs> uh, any other big stories you want to talk about before we do the full one next week? Um, what we expect from the season. Not overly. I think everything's kind of settling down a little bit. Um, you know, obviously there hasn't been any huge, huge injuries that we really know of. Thankfully, knock on yeah, wood. knock on wood. Um, that have really like changed things. Yeah. Um, I'm honestly, I'm really looking forward to see how the Browns actually do. Thank you. Because Me too. the hype is so high, but can they reach that level? I don't know. And this is what we were talking no. about yesterday, and I said 
I could see them finishing first in the division, mm-hmm. and I could see them finishing third because they're the Browns, and they'll find a way to finish third. Yeah, they won't finish fourth. I'm sorry, the Bengals are just so trash that yeah. I don't think anyone in that division will finish below them. You would hope. Like, <laughs> I, I just don't see any yeah. of those three teams finishing below them. But I, just, I don't know if I can trust the Browns. Like, they finished seven, eight, and one last year. They've had two winning seasons since like the last like five or six seasons or something yeah, like that. It's, I just. I want to, because it looks like such a fun team. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> right? It really does look like a fun team to watch. So I want them to be good, so that I want to watch them. Like, you, you look at their, their schedule, right? Week one, Tennessee. They should win that game. I, you I'm, think? I am not a fan of Mariota. Yeah. Right? That's, so, that's fair. Um, I'm not either. For some reason, their schedule wasn't showing up. But either way. Let's go to week two. I got you, bro. Tennessee, then they play the Jets at MetLife. Which should be a win, you would think. You'd think. And then they play L.A. It doesn't say which L.A. on my screen, but I'm assuming it's the Rams. Which I... That's a tough one. That's that's a tough tough game, though. That's a tough game for the entire league. No, for sure. And then I think week four is where it really gets tested. They play the Ravens. No, they they get tested week three. No, but week four is where they're... Division gets tested. Fair enough. Right? Where they play the Ravens. They play the Ravens. Right? At, so I, I, M&T, at M&T. At yeah. On the road. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's huge, um, which really comes down to, like, can they hold up against the pressure, the expectations, and how do they hold up? Because the Ravens have a good defense. I don't think it's the same as they had last year. No. Because they lost a bunch of pieces, but they still have a good defense. It's the Ravens. They always, yeah. The Ravens and the Steelers always find a way to have good defenses. Yeah. So I think, that, I think that's a key. Play the 49ers. I don't think the 49ers are going to be great this year. And they play Seattle, which yeah. you know, I really don't know what to expect from Seattle yet really, until they it's, play a game. It's, it's hit and miss, to be honest. Um, then they play New England at Gillette, which is going to be a tough one. Uh, that, but they have the bye week, week seven. And they have the bye week, week eight. Yes. Sorry, yeah. they have the bye week. So they they got two weeks to prepare for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, then they play Denver in the mile high. Yep. Which it, shouldn't be a problem. Shouldn't be. Buffalo, that's Buffalo. that's no problem. Then they play Pittsburgh. You know, that's the that's the second test of the division. Yeah, and I, I I'm I'm interested to see what that one because we don't know how Pittsburgh is actually going to be this year. It's also week eleven. Yeah. So there's plenty of football before that to kind of both teams to figure themselves out. Mm-hmm. So that could be a good game. And then obviously we, you can reevaluate that at that point because you can see what where each team is on track. Exactly. Like week eleven, I could see the Browns having six or seven wins. I have them with. I have seven, yeah. which is which sounds ridiculous. Because uh, like, <laughs> it's the Browns. The only, the only questions are Rams, Seahawks, Patriots, and I guess Ravens too. Ravens. That was the other one that I had, yeah. but I have them winning that game. Yeah, and I don't know. I'm interested to see the Bills just because I think I think Josh Allen's going to be a lot better this year than every people think. And their running backs, they actually have good running backs. And they had the, their defense was fine last year. It was yeah, their so offense that was the problem. Like I'm just not sure what to expect from the Bills. They're kind of like the Browns, in my opinion, not as good. They signed every receiver under six foot this, this offseason. Under six feet? Yeah. So, like, they're just going to be yeah, slot the, well, receivers? Yeah, <laughs> they signed Cole Beasley. They, saw, <laughs> they signed... Um, so they just wanted slot receivers. Oh, who's that Brown? Uh, what's the Browns guy's name? Um, uh, Josh Brown, I think, from the Cardinals. Who's like a sure. he's a burner. Sure. Um, so they signed him, and 
I don't. I I think apparently this. The, I haven't watched any preseason really. To be honest, I watched maybe a few minutes, but yeah, I've seen um, the highlights really. That's all. And I watched ev- the oh, John Brown. That's what it is. John Brown. I watched the debacle that was the Winnipeg game. Yeah, that was a whole thing. Um, Shout out to the BMO field staff for not you know screwing up the field so that you can play football games on it. Well, apparently everybody's ripping the NFL for not actually playing on it or something like that. There was holes in the end zone. Yeah, but apparently the ri- the people were ripping the NFL for like. Yeah, no, I you want to know why there was holes in the end zone? Hmm. Because the end zone in the CFL has the f- has the uh, post hmm. in the middle of it. No shit, there's holes in the end zone. Yeah. D- did no one thought of that? No one thought to fix that. Huh. Like, how dumb do you have to be? That is no. I'm not playing on that. I would never play on that. Yeah. I would not play on that as a player, as who's someone who's never played football. Oh, it'd be it'd be even worse if somebody got hurt too, like right? In a preseason game, mm-hmm. no, it's not worth it. No. So. so yes, they did the right thing by shortening the field. Probably should have changed the lines. Yeah. But whatever, that was a debacle on its own. So back yeah, to the Bills. like. I I think the Bills are gonna be good. I think uh, Cole Beasley. You got John Brown. Um, you have Zay Jones there from last year, who was good. Um, other than that, they they have some you know extra guys. Duke Williams could be good too. Could be potentially. Um, they have a couple of their draft picks from these past couple of years that they have listed on the roster. So we'll look at that. Um, Ooh, Sills, I forgot about him. Mm-hmm. So Tyler Croft, they brought over in from uh, Cincinnati to be their tight end. Yeah, uh, I think they drafted Dawson Knox. I think that was their tight end this year. I think is what they drafted. Yeah, yeah, third round. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how he does. He'll be he'll be um, behind um, Croft probably, but that's fine. Yeah, but like so that they have the pieces and they had the defense from last year and they didn't lose anybody. They obviously they lost Kyle Williams, but they replaced him with the arguably arguably the best defensive tackle in the draft last year. Yeah, was Ed Oliver. So they yeah, replaced absolutely. him with that. So so it's going to be interesting. I think the Bills could be a very interesting team, just like the Browns, yeah. I th- which. Could you imagine going into any season in the past, I don't know, 15, 20 years and saying the Browns and the Bills could be two very interesting teams in well, the same year? And that's the thing is like, so like the AFC East has been one of the most boring divisions in the last 10 plus years. Yeah. Basically, until Brady got injured that one year. Yeah. Um, that's fair. Because it's been the Pats and everybody everyone else. <laughs> right. You know, the, the the AFC North recently has been a two-team... Two-horse race. It's been Ravens-Steelers. Now the Browns are back in there, so that, that's awesome to see. The AFC South, it was Houston for a long time. Sorry, it was Indy for a long it was time. Indy for a long time, yes. Then it went to Houston a little bit. And then it was Jacksonville the last couple of years, and all the, all the potential and stuff like that. And then Tennessee. And then last year, Houston was first. Colts were second. Tennessee was third, and they were all separated by two wins. Yeah. And Jacksonville sucked. Yeah, and Jacksonville, which you think they improved that because you'd they got think, foals, right? You'd so think, but. Who knows? And then don't. before, it used to be Broncos were the, the, the West, no doubt. When Yeah, when Manning was there for yeah. sure. And then the Chargers were next. Chiefs were always trash. Philip Rivers is just consistent. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so, just, right, I don't know so, how. So now I think, it's, I think it's Chiefs, Chargers, and then Raiders, Broncos. I don't know how far back those two are. I think the Broncos are way further back. I think. Oh, I think I think the Raiders are third. Yeah, but it, I don't know how far back the Raiders actually are. There's potentially three playoff teams in that division. Yeah, which is interesting. It's it, it's interesting because they're all going to beat up on each other. Is the problem? Right? And then you go into the NFC. Yeah, and the NFC East is 
Cowboys, Eagles, Redskins, Giants probably finishes that way. Yeah. Probably. probably. Yeah. Probably. And now the whole it, Cowboys. It all, it all comes down to Zeke. It all comes down to Zeke. Really they could, they might be able to survive a game or two without him, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, NFC North. I think, I think, I think the it's Bears, the Bears to lose. I think it's the Bears to lose, but Green Bay and Minnesota are both they're both up there. Green Bay is always in contention when they have Aaron Rodgers in there. When he's healthy. Yeah. And not being an idiot. So they they have they have the that connection with they have Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. That's really all they have. Yeah. Like they have other pieces, but not That's that's the connection. That's the connection, right? Minnesota's got Diggs and Thielen, who you know are always gonna be good. Yep. It'll depend on if Cousins can do anything. Can, he can get them the ball. Yeah. If he can get them the ball, they'll right. be fine. The Bears have arguably the best defense in the league. Oh, no, for sure. Yeah. And the offense. We'll see how Trubisky does. Yeah. He from, got better last year. From, yeah. From week, from year one to year two, he much much, much improved. improved. We'll now see how he goes from year three. two to three. Absolutely. Um, the Lions. The Lions. They got some offset off-season additions. Yep. I don't think they're gonna still going to be good. No, absolutely. Um. I don't think they're going to be brutal, but we'll, I don't we'll think see how we'll good. see how long Matt Patricia lasts as the head coach there. If they're, see, if they're sold on did him, did you see the highlights yesterday? So we had a preseason game yesterday, and uh, he uh, he he just had surgery. Obviously. Yeah, he had a so he got carried down to the sidelines, <laughs> which is fine. Like yeah. that, you do what it is. And they made a Gatorade throne for him huh. to sit on. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Anyways, um, NFC South Saints. I think it's theirs to lose. Um, well, unless the Falcons make a huge turnaround or the Panthers. Well, the Falcons have the offense. They just don't have the defense. I know. That's what I'm saying. Right? Unless they make a massive so, turnaround, which I don't see happening. The other problem is the Falcons got blown up with injuries in week one last year. That's true. When they lost. Uh, That's true. Who did they lose? They lost Cannon Neal and Deion Jones. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They're centerpieces on defense. They lost both of those in week one. Yeah. Right? Carolina, I think they're going to be good. I liked some of their defensive off off. I feel like they're hit and miss. They are hit and miss. Yeah. Sorry, oh, TJ. They but always are. Sorry, Teach. So we'll see about that. Um, the Bucks will be the Bucks and stay in the bottom. The Bucks. Apparently, people think they're going to be good. I don't. I'm not don't buying it. it. I just don't but see. It. I don't see them being better than the other three teams in their division. Yeah. The West. It's the Rams division. There's no doubt about that. The biggest thing is how the other three teams are. Seahawks. They have Russell Wilson, so they're going to be good. Good average. We'll average see. to a very good team, yeah. depending on how they play. The Niners have the pieces to be good, but who knows what they're actually going to do. And yeah, and the you're Card- also having Garoppolo coming back from a very very serious injury. Yeah, but I think the biggest part that the Niners needed to address was their defense. Yeah, and, and they, they addressed that with they their did. draft picks. Absolutely, fair enough. Arizona, who the hell knows? They could be good. They well, could they be could absolutely be the terrible. Worst team in the yeah, they, that's really what it's going to come down to. And we'll see how good t- Kyler does this year. He has the opportunity to be a huge fantasy quarterback. Yeah. Don't know if that brings actual wins in the regular season though. But the thing is, like, you say he could be a very huge fantasy quarterback. If they keep calling the game like they have been, he ain't going anywhere. He he's not going to do anything fantasy wise because he's not going he's not going to throw the ball. No, but he's going to run the ball though. It's, it's so he's going to get. Yards, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's going to get yards on tons of runs. Yeah. So the average is going to look like trash. Yeah. So I I don't know. We'll have to see how how uh, Kingsbury figures that out. And I think he can. I, I I have faith that he can call good play for Kyler. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if they have enough pieces to help Kyler outside of Fitzgerald. 
Yeah. So, well, like we'll we'll go into more depth. Yeah, obviously, absolutely. absolutely. You know, next week and stuff like that when last preseason games are done and it's getting more towards week one. So we're happening, I guess. Exactly. So uh, they'll be done at that point. So that's true because they're all on Thursday night this this week. So. Oh, okay. There you go. Um. So yeah, we'll ha- we'll have some discussions. We'll see some of the depth charts might be out at that point. Like, we'll yeah, kinda, we'll kind of know. I I think at that point we're gonna see a lot more cuts. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Well, the cuts will pretty. I think the cuts have to be done before the Monday night game anyway. There, there's no Monday. There's, it's a Thursday and then Thursday. There's a week off in between preseason. Okay. So it's all the games are on Thursday this week, or next week, I guess technically. I think the cuts have to be done by the first, don't they? Which Pro- would be Sunday, probably. So, so most of them will be done by Saturday. Yeah. So sa- Saturday or Sunday, majority of the cuts are gonna be done. Um, we'll see if any big names get cut or anything like that, and see where we, they could potentially fall. Yep. Um, see if there's any knock on wood major injuries or anything. Yeah. Again, could. we've been very lucky this off season, yeah. this preseason, which is something that we can't haven't been able to say for a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because there's always knock on wood, there's always big names that go down, which drastically. Big names. It's just big injuries sometimes too. That's what kills. But it. sorry, not big injuries, not big names, but key players. Yeah. Right. You know, again, last year, week one. Atlanta lost basically the heart of their defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, right? That affected their year. Their offense was still the best in the league, but their defense was terrible, yep. right? So, yep, yep, yep. We'll, we'll see how that affects this year. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah, it'll be it'll be an interesting year in the NFL. I think there's gonna this is gonna be one of the most contested years in a while. We think. We think. That's what I said. It, I said it, I think yeah. it will be one of the most. It all it all depends on how things shake out. It could, all depends it, on it, who it, shows up on every given game. It could be the same thing where in in, in the NFC, Rams Saints comes back. You know, the Patriots are going to be good. You know, the Chiefs are going to be good. It all depends on how things go out. What other teams emerge? So Rams Saints. Are we having pass interference called uh, in the last? <laughs> well, now now there's review. You can always do that. Um, we I thought feel like that one would be overturned. Like we thought, the Colts were going to take that next step, but now with Andrew Luck's injury, who knows when he's going to be back? Yep. How their team's going to do? We'll see. So we'll see. It'll be interesting. Um, might even talk some uh, OUA football because that starts in NC two A. That does start. NC two A starts too. Stick two games today. Yeah, that's the first week is this week. We'll yep. maybe actually brush on it next week. Cause yeah, we'll it, touch about that. Uh, we'll just make it an all football show. Go from there. <laughs> football preview, preview, preview show. Football, football, football. Yeah, because OUA starts this week for Ontario. Yeah. Um, NC2A technically starts this weekend, but there's only two games, and then everything else is the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. So week one technically is a week and a half long. Right. Um, so we'll talk more next week. And then uh, NFL is the week after that. Mm-hmm. So we got some we got some fun. Lots of stuff happening. Lots of stuff happening. We're finally getting into the regular season. We're starting to get into real sports again. It's starting to get baseball. real. It's starting to get real. We'll have more to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let us know what you think on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we are on Spotify, Apple Music, yep. Google Play. This one won't be on YouTube because we're having some serious technical difficulties <laughs> with the video recording. Did not want to go today. So hopefully next week, um, for those of you looking for our last show, we we're working on it. Uh, graphical issues, but that will be up soon too. Mm-hmm. And let us know what you want us to talk about in the football show. Yep, we'll be ready good. to go. Exactly. Um, for everyone here at the show, I want to thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. <laughs>